there's a origin that originates with you know what mike leach did at texas tech what mike leach did at washington state and and what he did you know there at mississippi state and so um, what he means to me is he gave me an incredible opportunity um he was he was a great leader for me um i, I love sitting in his room quarterback rooms and, and hearing his stories and and uh you know made made uh made every single day very interesting and and also very fun and so um that's probably the thing that that um sticks with me the most is just all the opportunities and belief that that we have now and the positions that we're in in college football and, and even professional football really originates because Mike Leach believed in us um, when, when others didn't. That's amazing, man. And him believing in you guys when others didn't, like you say, I mean, what, what does that mean about the kind of person that he is? Well, I, I think he was very um, driven in, in, in his beliefs in terms of when it came to offense and when it came to football and it came to practice and, and when it came to developing players and, and to, to sticking with them and having a plan and, and having an un, unwavering belief in what he did and an offense and, and then how he practiced and, and you, the, the success that he had at every program that he was at. And so I think that was something that really stands out to me as a, as a coach and, and in, in this business and as just his unwavering belief um, and, 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 and what he believed in, in terms of offense. And then, um, you know, it was just a, a great leader for me to, to see that. Yeah. And, and I guess the last thing, uh, the last thing I really have for you on this, um, on this topic is what's kind of your, what's your, do you have like a favorite memory of his and, and what about him is going to kind of stick with you for the rest of your life? You think? Uh, well, the stories. I mean, everybody, everybody's gonna love and, and cherish the stories and 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 laugh at the stories and and bring joy. Um, um, just as he was a, a national treasure, he truly, truly was. And and uh, you know, I think he, um, you know, always had a different perspective to things that really made you to think about things not just from um, every how things in college football had always been. You know, and, and placed in a certain kind of box that you got to do things a certain kind of way because we've always done things this way. Um, to really challenge that and to think um, outside the box. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the thing that, that, that uh, you know, like the, the, the picture that I was able to, to tweet out and just that experience that I had for me and my wife, um, you know, just after that game of the excitement for my boys to meet Coach Leach, whom we've spoken so much about in our household, and for them to meet him and really the excitement that he had in meeting our family. You had such a, a you were just so proud to, to meet them and to show them coach leach and and who he was and what he's meant to us as a family and the opportunities that he's given us and and so um those are the things that you know you'll cherish about them and 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 you know the 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 things that you see from a football standpoint you know they're not ever going to go away and and those are the this handprints all over the thing and but but i think that his stories and and really his impact that he had on us um, and, and the profession are things that we'll carry with us. And we still pass on in our quarterback meeting room in Louisiana Tech, some of those same coaching points, same stories. And um, and so um, just just grateful that we were able to have that moment there after the bowl game and being able to, to connect with him this summer at a summer camp. And, and uh, you know, I, I just have such a great appreciation for the opportunities and um, what he's done for all of us and, and for Sharon and his family. Um, and just our hearts go out to them and our prayers go out to them. And, and I think that I hope they know that there's a whole lot of people that are wrapping their arms around them right now. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. 
Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by courtesy automotive group walpole tire brister's smokehouse barbecue dairy queen and bienville motors text us at 888-993-7762 here's your host ben carlisle good evening beautiful people bleed tech blue radio bc beck Haines, john Tabor, sports talk 97.7 of course you can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 Got a fun show planned for you on this rainy Tuesday evening. Beck, I don't know if you checked the the old radar, but uh, some severe weather out there. Does it frighten yeah. you at all? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, I'm kind of a, I don't know how you, I'm like a pessimist when it comes to these weather these weather things. You're not real I big into the checking wife, the radar. The wife and the aunt, you know, everybody's texting, we got bad weather coming tomorrow, you know. I'm like, listen, it ain't bad till it's here. No, I know how you feel. My wife's like, hey, do we, should we check the little one out should from we school? Get I'm like, cellar? probably not. Yeah, Let her ride it out. I'm not worried about it until it's time to be worried about it. Uh, a, a couple things before we bring in Cam Ayers, Louisiana Tech Equipment Manager, uh, joining us tonight uh, live in studio from 6 to 645. We have Jonathan Fincher, the big left-hander. Uh, I think he just turned 29. He'll join us at 645. <laughs> is, that, is, uh, that a, is that an insult? Nah, he's been here a it's while. Just a fact. Hey, he's been here a while. <laughs> uh, let, let's start Louisiana Tech, then we'll transition to Mike Leach a little bit. Duncan Dogs on the road this past weekend against Wyoming. Uh, they got blasted, ninety-five, sixty-two. Uh, That's a, a tough trip. Yeah, that is a very long trip. We talked to Kane McGuire, and I think they flew from Shreveport to Dallas, Dallas to Denver, and then bus two hours to Laramie, uh, then played the next day. Wyoming's pretty good. NCAA tournament team last year. Uh, Tech didn't play well, though. No. Wasn't didn't pretty. good at all. Uh, David Green scored 21 points in 16 minutes. Uh, his first game action in a couple weeks after an injury. So that was good to see. Duncan Dawes be back at home tomorrow night against SFA. That's a 6 p.m. tip on ESPNU. Uh, Lady Texters, they fell last Thursday 75-70 against Vanderbilt. Bounced back last night with a 73 50 win over South Alabama. They're seven and three overall. Uh, they'll start conference play Sunday afternoon at home against UTEP, the old snooze fest, the UTEP Miners. So uh, that, that's kind of what's going on in Louisiana Tech athletics right now. Of course, recruiting's heating up for football. Uh, last official visit this visit weekend coming up uh, before signing day next Wednesday. That's December the 21st. As Sonny Cumbie and his staff get set to. I guess finalize the high school portion of their class before they jump into the old transfer portal. Is the transfer portal just a lot of looking on the old computer screen? Has to be, right? I mean, I'm sure you, you go visit these guys, some of them, yeah? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know, check them out, but I mean, 
Otherwise, a little DM, a little phone call, a little text message. If you're maybe. not into the transfer portal these days, FaceTime. what are you doing? It's like, hey, I could go see this guy. Or I can FaceTime. I can just FaceTime. Yeah, I was dropping my kid off at school today, and I, I saw a, a lady next to us in the car, and she's FaceTiming while she's chilling. I'm like, make a call, send a text, like FaceTiming in the car. A little you're not overboard. a big FaceTimer? <laughs> not at all. Sometimes I FaceTime you, just... You do. I don't know why. I just like to see what Ben's doing. Spur of the moment, Spur like moment. 6 p.m. Like, you'll just face A little him. more personal. Yep. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Got to talk about the show. You know. Yeah. Um, we'll bring in Cam Ayers. Cam, uh, Louisiana Tech Equipment Manager. Is that the best way to describe your position? Yeah, you could say that. Equipment CEO. Uh, yeah. Just graduated, correct? Yes. Four yes, years on the equipment staff? Uh, five. I, this was my fifth season. Well, victory year. lap. Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Hey, Ben uh, did one of those. Yeah, coming back for year six next year. I, I did do that. I did do <laughs> victory lap. Right. We don't have to get into why. Yeah. Um, all right, I want to talk with all of us, I guess. My, the death of Mike Leach has kind of dominated the news cycle for the last, really, I guess, 48 to 72 hours. Uh, as announced this morning, he passed away, age of 61. Uh, Cam, I want to ask you first. Obviously, Louisiana Tech went to Mississippi State back in 2021. Did you get an opportunity to – interact with them maybe at all or see him on the field i don't know check him out uh about the only thing i got was during pregame you know the, the head coaches they'll go over and talk with each other you know while pregame's going on and i saw skip go up and talk to him for a little bit he's not as tall as as you would think is he, he a is. short guy he's kind of shorter you know it kind of surprised me really uh so that's about the that's about <clears throat> the uh the most i got with mike leach last year i love michael yeah i think he was he was uh a br- like a breath of fresh air, just like how different he was. You know, you get the yeah. normal t- the coach talk. Can you imagine being the media, like covering Mississippi State? Like, well, he's just. A I mean, you got to go in. You got to go in. I bet everybody types faster. Everybody writes faster. Like, you just, well, he gives you so much to talk about. Uh, and you know, some things that kind of come to my mind. Like, I remember back when Texas Tech beat Texas, Graham Harold to Crabtree. That was kind of like, I guess, the height of his Texas Tech career when they got to number one in the country. But I remember, like, even going back to last year when Tech played him, I remember on the Bleed Tech Blue Board, a lot of people were like, Leach doesn't know anything about Louisiana Tech. Like, he didn't talk about Tech at all throughout his press conference. It was like, does he even respect Louisiana Tech, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's who he is. Like, that's what makes him so cool. It's like, like, obviously he respects his opponent. He cares for him. But, like, his press conferences, that isn't what it was about. And Mm -hmm. I remember this year he's coming off the field, I don't know if it was the Ole Miss game, which was obviously his last game as a coach. The sideline reporter asked him about the officiating, and he was like, well, you tell me what you think. <laughs> and I'm like, like, that's who he is, though. Like, he just, he's so raw. He was so authentic. And, and like, I don't know. And I, I told Taves before we, uh, before y'all got here, it's like, I don't remember a head coach that never won a national championship, never won a conference championship. Obviously, he had some really high peaks in his career, but like that is so like universally loved just for like being himself. And like, I'm not even going to say like every player loved him, but like he was just a cool dude and uh, he was different. And you just always got the cool wittiness. I well, guess. I think for a lot of players, like younger players or our age players, like he was the guy that he was the coach that like gave you hope for like a high-powered offense, you know? Like, he was who you – like, I know guys that wanted to play in his style offense or for him because of what he did, you know? And so it was just a different way to win. Uh, he pushed the boundaries, uh, gave great sound bites, and, and seemed to be loved everywhere he went. 
Um, obviously a tragic deal. His coaching tree. Have y'all seen all oh, the tweets about it? Remarkable. Dave Aranda, head coach at Baylor. Neil Brown, head coach at West Virginia. Right here in Ruston, Sonny Cumbie, head coach at Tech. Sonny Dykes, head coach at TCU. Josh Heupel, head coach at Tennessee. Holgerson, head coach at Houston. Kingsbury Cardinals. Latrell's been at North Texas. Lincoln Riley at USC. Did y'all see the story about Lincoln Riley? Yes, I did. That was actually really cool to see. Yeah, that was awesome. So he called Lincoln Riley in the office. Was like, hey, I, I really. And Lincoln Riley's a walk-on quarterback at Texas Tech. Was like, hey, I really think you need to be a student assistant. Oh, he was mad. And he was just stormed out of the office. Like, come on, coach. Like, yeah. I, I'm better than that. And then, like, you look at where Lincoln Riley's risen to. Like that. That's really cool. And like, a lot of head coaches probably. I mean, I would imagine it takes some courage to tell guys that you're not, you know, you're not good enough. Like, you don't want to tell kids that. Like, they're 18, 19 years old trying to live out their dream. Uh, but that's who he was. Ken Wilson, Nevada head coach. The list goes on and on about the guys that, you know, has kind of learned under him to get where they are in his career. And you've seen the whole college football world kind of rally around that the last few days. Yeah, it's been a really tragic thing. I think, um, you know, when stuff like this happens, it kind of, uh, the good that comes from uh, uh, like them and and their and their legacy was just like it's just not about like I saw several people say like this isn't about football like right mm-hmm. now like, this is just about who Mike Leach was so sometimes in such a divisive world and such like a <sighs> driven of like a you know competition it's just nice to step back and be like hey this is a community of people and this is people that uh, put in a lot of hard work and it impacts a lot of lives and so when you when something tragic like this happens it does bring people together in, in a way that, that shot fox really told cool. a story that that leach used to do a coach's show like on xm radio or something when he was at wazoo and like he told sean fox off the air he's like yeah i did the whole coach's show nude in the pool at no my house way. and it's like <laughs> like who would tell anybody that first <laughs> off but who would do that yeah he's, like, don't he's care. the guy yeah, yeah, like that's what he would do that was, that was just so cool to hear uh, some of the stories. So, uh, like I mentioned, Cam Ayers, Louisiana Tech equipment manager, in uh, coming back for his sixth year as an intern. Uh, I got to ask you this though: You're Oak Grove Tigers. You're an Oak Grove alum. We had Josh Mode in. Was it last week? Week before? Yeah, not slept a lot. Something two weeks ago. I feel yeah, like. I think it was yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Uh, we had Josh Mode in. That was a really cool interview with him. Both of you Oak Grove alums. Uh, really, a legends. Oak Grove Legends, really, if you think about it. <laughs> Another state championship this past weekend. Yeah, yep, yep, I actually got to go down. Did you go and, down there? Yep, I went down and watched the game. And Did they give you field access? Uh, no, I didn't. I could have. Okay. I, I didn't want to bother my head coach about it. You know, I'm sure he's got the whole town trying to get it. So, I want to ask you this. All right, so, like, we know some equipment guys. We obviously know you. Um Coming out of high school, like, was this something you wanted to do? Like, how, how did you find your way uh, into working for the football team? So, growing up, uh, you know, I was always playing sports. Um, I got to, when I got to about 10 years old, I really figured I was a big baseball guy. Um, So, I grew up playing baseball, uh, junior high basketball. I played two years of football at Oak Grove, but I was always kind of a gearhead. Uh, You know, I wanted to always kind of look cool and all that, so... Wore the shin guard in baseball. uh, No, I actually didn't. Wanted to. uh, Yes, wanted (laughs) to, uh, but... uh, no, so my, one of my best friends in high school, his sister was at the time dating this guy. They're now married, but um, and he did it here for four years, Caleb Blondin. Okay. Um, and, I, you know, he would always be in Oak Grove, and I'd go over to David's house and hang out. And 
I was he always had this just all this tech gear on like head to toe You're and I was like I, I need was, that yeah You're I was mean. like where did you yes. where do you get this stuff and he was like you know I'm an equipment manager at Tech and you know he kind of told me about it you know off and on for about a year year and a half and um, you know I was trying to go play baseball after high school didn't work out so you know I kind of reached out and was like this is something I'm kind of interested in had no idea what I was getting into and he was like all right so um, you know reached out to Gant Graham. Uh, okay. And uh, went and met with him and came on and started working uh, freshman year and never looked back. Never looked back, you know. Yeah, so this is like, for those that don't know, this is like a. This is a. It's this a, is like, you know, like football is amazing to me because you can have a team and you have, I don't know how many, 85? Was that probably 100, 100 guys? guys 120. Okay? And it's like living in the same town. Like, yeah, we're all a part of Ruston, but this little group of people never, ever sees this group of people oh, yeah. hardly, you know, and this, and they never interact. And so then you got, you know, like the specialists are kind of always that for me. It's like, they, they can like, I bet you there's guys that don't know the specialist's names. On the shout team. out to Noah White. Yeah, Congrats on getting engaged. Yeah. Noah About time. And a finalist Absolutely. for holder of the year. Yeah. Finalist for holder of the year. Holy cow. How'd he get into that? Just a um, little, yeah. Laces out. Me and him <laughs> share a special bond. I was a holder in high school. So me and him share a special bond yeah. over that. So, I mean, just in like the same, if like a spe- these, Equipment man, like you guys are your own like beast of people. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, it's like your own little click, and and it's like you say you didn't know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, extremely long hours, mm-hmm. a ton of work, mm-hmm. um, really actually a very important part of the whole operation. Uh, but you don't get a lot of credit. No, no, not really. And then, get a lot of swag, you get a lot of stuff, yeah, like gear, absolutely, but not a lot of credit. <laughs> that's what we're in yeah, for? That's what we're in. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's it's really fun because that's always the because growing up, you know, watching college football and all the other sports, you know, I thought, you know, as probably a lot of normal people do, they just they think it shows up. Like oh that. yeah. And so, you know, getting in and seeing all the the behind the scenes stuff and getting to actually be a part of it, and you know, you don't get a lot of credit, and it, that's fine. You know, it's that's not what I'm in it for. So. Yeah. And um, I like to be the guy. You know, you know, the team runs out there, and you're like, yeah, you know, I put. They look out good because of me. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we get to do that. So that, that's the big part I, I like it for. So. Yeah, it's it's it sure is a is a gruesome time to do it, but it's it you have a lot of fun on the way. I, I would say with social media and, and the TikToks, you know, me and Ben like to talk about how important that is to the young folks. <laughs> but it's almost you guys have gotten a little more recognition because of these things. So there's videos that go around of that is a cool part of social yeah, media. This is what this I can get on board of what this is for. Given the equipment guys a little platform. To, to show what they do. Because it's actually interesting. And I told you before we came on air, like, the reason why I wanted to have an equipment guy on was because I saw a video of, I won't mention the team, but <laughs> the guy was getting the helmet ready and it took 30 freaking minutes. Takes a while. One helmet ready. And I just mentioned there's 100 of them dudes on the sideline. So, let's take a timeout. Okay. We got to get to our first break and we come back. Uh, I'll discuss further, obviously, getting ready for game day. Uh, your role during a practice, getting ready for a practice, closing up a practice, uh, like Beck said, it's a grind. It's a long hours. Uh, you know, just when you get to your destination on a road game, like you're not just there. Like you're there to do a job. You're there to get the team home. Even when you get home, you're not done working. So we'll get into all that. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7.
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Cam Air, Sports Talk 97.7. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 All right, Cam, I want to ask you this. How many equipment managers are there for football, first off? And then position-specific. Like, is everybody assigned a position group when it comes to, uh, I guess, practice and, I guess, even pregame getting ready for a game? So, this past year there was there were seven uh, students, with myself included. Um, uh, there for, for positions, uh, I guess I can give everybody a shout-out. Uh, you know, we had – there was me – Hunter Smith, Carson Basinger, um, Trey Webb, Dempsey Flannery, Brennan Cass, and Ethan Porta, um, all really good guys. Did and they're all job. like you, just wanted to be involved, I guess. Yes. Okay. You know, um, I think that's the biggest thing with equipment is, uh, you know, we don't play sports anymore, but you need, and you long for that, that team atmosphere yeah, and yeah. being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. So, uh, I bet this you've got a killer group text. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, there ain't no <laughs> doubt. No <laughs> doubt. No it's, doubt. Uh, yeah. It, I, I, you can say that, but um, no, posi- uh, position Pacific um, said Pacific, uh, but yeah, we try to we try to get as many positions covered as we can. Um, you know, coming from you know with Coach Cumbie coming in, 
you know, the emphasis with offense. Uh, we had a little bit more guys than we normally do with quarterbacks. Uh, we had two for sure, and we had a guy that was kind of like a floater. Trey was our floater. He'd go around to running backs, receivers. This is in-game. This is in practice. Practice. Okay. Um, is it, are you guys practicing for the game, or is this just like they have, they legitimately have needs during practice? Yeah. yeah like, yes, absolutely. Help snap. I guess yeah. that's true if your helmet can't buckle your helmet and you or can't snap practice. snap the football. Yeah, yeah like, so like, I mean, all the time, like, we'll, we'll snap the ball to them during, like, seven on seven or routes on air. Uh, we're always spotting during team periods. Okay. We do the spotting. Are you um, good at spotting? Explain what spotting is for those that don't know. So, basically, Coach Cumbie comes out. We have the practice script. And on the back, they have the plays they want to run, which they also have call sheets on their own that they'll go off of if they need to. But they have, you know, the segments of practice, and then they have yard lines, hashes, whatever that they want Where to they do. Where they want. So, say, you know, there's a, like, team run. We'll start on maybe, like, the 20, and he wants it left hash. Well, then the next play, they're going to run this play. They want it on the 24 left middle. And so that's how we we go off the script. We set you know set the ball, whatever, and then we'll have guys Jeez. helping shag and all that. I mean, it's a lot, but um, but yeah, I mean, and there's you know we try to assign as many positions as we can. So let me ask you this: How difficult, or I guess not difficult, was it transitioning from the old staff to the new staff, or was or is everything pretty much the same? I guess now that you've learned and had a year under Cumby, like, yeah, I mean, it was. Um, it's a little bit different, uh, you know. Cumby, you know, obviously learning under Mike Leach, uh, he's go go tempo, go. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, everything's on the go, everything's fast. Uh, so I mean, it was a little bit difficult just to try to learn the speed of things, and then you know they bring in new drills or you know new team uh, team segments that they want to mm-hmm. do. But we also did um, uh, OTAs in the winter that were you helped know, you learn it. Yeah, so basically it's like a mini practice. So, you know, we kind of learned everything. And, you know, and after that, you know, you get a couple spring practices in with them, and it's not bad at all. You know, by halfway through the spring. and You're good to go. Good to go, and then you get a little refresher at the beginning of fall camp, and then that's what it is the rest of the season. So are, are you all, like, are you meeting with, with Cumby, or who do you meet with to go over the practice or by the, by the fall and stuff? Are, they, are you just getting the sheet? We, you know, ba- we – pretty comfortable. Yeah, we – I would meet with Cumby a little bit um, – at the beginning of spring, at the beginning of fall camp, you know, just kind of go over things, what, you know, what was expected and all that. But by about halfway through fall camp, you get in the season, you know, it's pretty much the same. And, you know, we get the practice plan and, you know, we talk to each other, what do you need here? What do you need here? You know, need help getting something, moving everything. And That's something that you wouldn't expect the head coach. I mean, I know he's running the practice. But, yeah. You like, wouldn't expect him to be it's one of those details. meeting with the – well, it's one of those details, like, yeah. right, that helps practice yeah, flow absolutely. effectively and efficiently. Yeah, and, and he's and he's very good about communicating. And you know, uh, if I ever have a question about something, he's very good about you know getting back with me, giving me an answer. So it ma- it makes everything run really smooth. Let me ask you this: uh, I got a text on the O'Neill Gas uh, text line. Of course, you can get us triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Obviously, a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will the people ask how was the decision made to go with the powder blues against Rice? Uh, or how I guess I would ask you as a student, like, did you find out right away, like, hey, getting some powder blues is going to be pretty sweet, or is that decision kind of above your pay grade, I guess? Uh, what was the decision to, to wear them against Rice? Yes. Was- so we had been try- – we had actually been working on those for a little bit, you know. Uh, you know, A couple years. Coach Holtz actually wanted to try to wear them last year. Okay. Um, Skipper. We, 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 tried to get it, we tried to get it with Adidas, and – 
uh, it just wasn't going to work out to get it all in time. You know, it was about halfway through the year. So Typical Adidas. It just wasn't going to work out. And so, you know, we kept moving forward with it, and we knew we were going to want to wear it for a game this past season. And, you know, Rice with it being homecoming, and they also did the, the national championship recognition. Yep. Uh, you know, it kind of just made sense to do it then. Didn't so, want to do it against SFA. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we were saving it for we wanted to we, we wanted to bring it out. And, <laughs> All right, so can you? T- I mean, you may not be able to tell us some of this, but like you said, halfway through the year, so this was. Is this obviously you have to have funding for these things? You got to pay for them, but do you have to order them by a certain time? I mean, like how does or does Adidas give you an allotment? Like what? Like what are you? And you feel free to not say what you can't. I would say. imagine that many jerseys takes a long time. Yeah, to but I'm saying like come in. Yeah, I mean. You know, a little bit of the decision making I wasn't a part of, uh, so I can't really say all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it takes a while to get it in, it takes a while to inventory it, and all that kind of stuff. So once and, you get them in, I mean, y'all are you you have are you guys sewing? Are you so? Yeah, I mean, if if need be, you know, they came in. We we kind of ordered. Based off of last year's, because, yeah. you know, we were, there were summer turners and all that. So, you know, some of those nameplates had to come off. And, you know, um, you know, rust and cleaners helps us out a little bit. Okay. I do a little bit of the sewing as well. Do you ever think about putting smoke on the back instead of Harris? Uh, it's kind of like the Burrow situation last year where they spelled Burrow with the E-A. Yeah, it was real gay, yeah. but continue. <laughs> uh, no, that has not ever been a thought. Sorry, uh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> that's not ever been a thought. No, can't uh, put smoke on the back is what you're saying. No, yeah. Okay, all right. So, but you know, it and you know, doing something like that is actually really cool. You know, to bring something back from, from the uh, the old times uh, with tech. You know, with the baby blue, it was really cool. The whole process. You know, we tried to keep it as much as a secret as we can. We wanted it to be a surprise. Obviously, you know, we had players come in the equipment room all the time and they hang knew. out. And so, you know, some of them knew, and you know, that kind of took away. from Were the, the players jacked up when they got to see them? Oh, the they were. You know, it was actually really funny. The uniform we did, we did was. Coach Parr, one of our uh, offensive <laughs> coordinators, he he came out in it during a team meeting. And, but he looks great in a uni. Oh, you should have seen him hit the gritty in it. <laughs> oh, it was so great. It was amazing. Uh, are road games a lot more stressful than home games as far as, like, getting everything ready, sending the truck off, and then getting it in the locker room? Like, describe that process. I'd say, no, not really. Uh, I mean, probably uh, the first – one or two, maybe. Uh, you know, probably Fent. You know, he could probably attest to this. But, so, like, when you're a freshman, though? Uh, or yes. the first one or two of yes. the year? Uh, and, and, yes, to both. Uh, you know, I'm a guy. My, my, I have a bad scatterbrain, so my mind's constantly rolling, uh, trying to make sure we don't forget anything for the first couple. Once you pack it a couple of times, you get a feel of how it goes. And, you know, once you get later in the year, like. I'll be honest. I have a buddy. He's an equipment manager at Houston. Um, his job was to get Holgerson's visor, like that was his job. Yeah, really. And he forgot it one way. <laughs> mm. And Dana wasn't too happy about it. Yeah, I, I bet he wasn't. So next year, you're coming back. Yeah, you're six. Leave the old ball cap here and bring Cumbia. Yeah, visor. we got to get the dude a visor. Oh, we've told know. him. I don't know. We've told him. He's a big. He's a big ball cap guy. You're in guy. for a real treat. Oh, you're in for a real treat right here. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. We got Robbie and Shelmet. Robbie, what you got for us? Hey, what's up, man? Robbie and Shelmet, Rossi. You got a little time. Everyone up there, let's go see you. Y'all taking cover in the uh, Paul Mills Hotline Studio or something? 
Yeah, we're we're getting ready for the NATO, Robbie. Uh, where are where are you? Are you are you, are you taking cover? I'm trying to get myself down, like, man. I'm never back when I was recruiting manager for Nickel State, man. There wasn't no nameplate sewing. We just lucky to have a jersey. But what they wanted you to do is make sure you're playing bourbon and like the Gatorade bottle. Everybody thought they was drinking Gatorade. We were like, all rich in the red, bourbon, poured in there, it was like $5 a fifth. The coach would say, hey, go get a case of bourbon and get them boys ready for the game. Oh. That was wicked, Robbie. Didn't know Robbie was an equipment manager down in Nickel State. <laughs> you just never know when Robbie's going to yeah, jump in. Yeah. Uh, we got let's time go ahead. We gotta yeah, let's go out. ahead and take our next yeah. time out. We come back, wrap up our interview with Cam Ayers. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we're all bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bimble Motors Facebook page. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Cam Ayers. Beck's headphones have Yeah, my uh, headphones are broke. Robbie got my, blew my eardrums out. Um... <laughs> All right, Cam. So back back to my original this 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 thing of taking a football helmet takes thirty minutes to get ready. What are y'all doing this? Every, does yours during take, the week? During the week, does does Tex helmets take thirty minutes? And are you like? I mean, obviously the white helmets and red helmets are different helmets. Mm-hmm. Like, how often is it just polishing or is it restickering every week? What like what is it? So I mean, <clears throat> so we do. A helmet list. So, like I said, there were seven students, and we'll divide the helmets up. Across you know, the roster. Yeah. So, um, 
And so, the, you know, at the beginning of the year, you obviously we put all the decals on and everything. And, and throughout each week, yes, yeah, throughout the week, um, you know, you kind of go off your helmet, see how much touch-up, you know, it needs. You know, if you got to replace some decals or the stripe or whatever, you got to clean it. You know, it, it, it could take anywhere from polishing for 30 seconds to – completely redoing a helmet just based on who the player is what oh, like oh, that grubs helmet oh, oh, oh yeah. i had grubs's helmet i think two years ago and it wasn't fun yeah okay okay, okay. are you a white helmet guy or red helmet guy white helmet oh let's freaking go you're the first person in studio all year i'm a big white helmet guy don't love the reds all the players say they love the reds because they practice in them yeah so, so it feels better in, yes feels better. but i think the look now the baby blue on the red did look good it did yeah look it, did. Good. Um, it did look good but got an know, l in them though yeah, but took a, uh, took an as, L. as far take as, a lot of L's in the red helmets. Yeah, <laughs> take a lot of L's in a lot of helmets. I think, I think, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> you but, don't have to comment on it. But me, I'm a big wide helmet guy. Yeah, me too. Are you yeah. a big guy as far as like uniform combinations? Are you wanting to change it up every week? Or are you like, um, you know, I'm open really to anything. Uh, that's one thing me and Coach Cumby did throughout the year. I'd go up to him, and you know, I think I halfway through the year, me and him set out the rest of the home combinations because I think our last two home games was. Oh, we're all maybe. blue against UAB. I know because that was the loyal blue out. Yeah, and then Middle Tennessee was Huge the red crowd. out. And yeah. so yeah, Another it was crowd. really great. I got to be in the senior day, and a lot of people saw How me cool. that day. Do all equipment managers get to get honored on senior day, or is that something new Cumbie did? So yes, that was the first time we ever had cool. that. Yeah, it was cool because you know, actually with Charlotte, you know, being a road game, that was the day of graduation, yeah. and you know, my mom, I wanted to make sure. Somehow, you know, she wanted a ceremony. She wanted to see me walk. Obviously, I'm her firstborn, so I knew mm-hmm. that was special to her. So I went to Coach Cumby, and, you know, I was like, hey, I don't know if this is, like, okay to ask. When anything's there a way I can get in the stole ceremony? And he was like, of course. And so I got in that. You know, we came the day before UAB. I got to be in that. You know, my whole family came and saw me graduate. And then the next day, they, you know, they brought our families on the field at senior day. You know, It's raining. To- yeah, yeah. Got to give Mama a rose in the rain. That's so. nice. That's Shout awesome. out Mama Beautiful. Christy. That's right. Will you please accept this rose? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, long-term goals as far as an equipment guy. Like, you want to go to the NFL? You want to go to, like, Power Five? Like, have you thought that far into the future? Yeah, I mean, there's always thoughts about long-term goals, you know. Uh, me, personally, I love college football. Yeah. You know, um and yeah, the the end goal is to end up power five. You know, um, grew up a big old Miss guy, okay, so okay. you know that Lane would be Kiffin. that would be you know the probably dream the job. Dream job. Okay. Yeah, and so you know to end up back in the SEC is probably probably say the biggest main goal uh, I have right now. So how many? So like when y'all go on road trips, or I guess even when teams come here, like do you get to make a lot of connections with other equipment staff oh, yeah. that could potentially help? Absolutely, you? yeah. And uh, you know, I always try to talk to their guys. Um, you know, because uh, like y'all said, equipment at Tech, you know, it's like our own little family. But, I mean, equipment across the country, like we're our own, you know, like. Y'all follow each other on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> That's what it's all about. See what's, yeah. see what's going on. Twitter yeah. Twitter, and social media, all that, you know, it's a big way to connect with people. You know, I, I've gone to a couple conferences and, you know, met a lot of people. And, you know, some of my, like, best uh, best friends in the industry are just have met through playing the other team and, you know, gotten to know the guy and, you know, we exchanged contact information and kept up with them so so how do you i mean how do you take that next step is that just waiting for a job opening with somebody that you know and or do they have an equipment staff or do you have an network? agent uh do not okay you know i do not <laughs> I never know it's a niche hey uh you know i think yeah i mean the biggest thing for me is you know just i learning and growing right now in this in the in the spot i'm in you right always now. want to stay in football i know you've yes. helped out baseball a little yes bit. yeah uh you know 
you know, baseball is my true love as a sport. But as far as, you know, working in a sport, I'm a lot more hands-on in football. football. And that's what I, you know, I like to do that. And Yeah, uh, baseball, you can only put so much pontar on a bat. Yeah, and we don't even, you know, we let, them, we let them do yeah. that at their own discretion. But, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to stay in football. It's really fun. I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I didn't know if that's what I wanted to do. Uh, you know, kind What's of the your first degree in? Kinesiology. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, Doc Szymanski, huh? Oh, yeah. Great guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Favorite or least favorite and favorite thing to do to get ready for a game week, like the oh. task. Oh, oh, there's a lot of stuff. Um, do you guys wash all the jerseys and pants and clothes or does somebody else do that? No, we do it. That's got to be your least favorite. We do huh? it. Hate uh, folding clothes, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't really fold their clothes. We don't fold their clothes. Uh, we, you know, we have our little cubby system. We put our stuff in. Folding towels isn't the best. You know, I can't. It's not hard, but it just time just takes a lot of time. And, yeah. Like yeah. takes a lot of time. So, uh, favorite part of the game? Mm, I mean, I really like set up the locker room. You know, that's cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. to I mean, see the finished product. Yeah, yeah. and then y'all put, also, y'all put jerseys over pads. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because then yeah, the sick. MVPs. You then, you know, you're yeah. also there in the locker room, you know, the night before the game with your buddies. I mean, you spend almost too much time with these guys you work with. And, you know, you get so close. And, you know, those those were memories are made, you know, yeah. going on the road and, you know, doing stuff. And, you know, um, I like, also like, you know, the football prep, you know. So uh, during a game, obviously you're in charge of, like, getting the headsets all yes. set up. Are you listening over a headset during I do the wear game? a headset and I listen just in so case anything goes, goes wrong. Yes. Okay. Okay. Did it take a while to like learn that process as far as getting them all lined up? Uh, it really didn't take that long. Um, no, I I kind of knew kind of how to set it up a little bit because the guys before me that did it, I'd help them set it up on game days, and so I kind of somewhat knew. And then those conferences I went to, I went to like Coachcom College where they teach you how to set it up and you know how to run it and all that. And I've gotten pretty accustomed to you know knowing how to do it and everything. So. So basically, I guess we figured out like if you want a game day to run smoothly, like your equipment staff, like they better kind of be worth a dang. Yeah, you ain't lying. And you know, you, you don't know this, Ben. I don't know if I told you this, but I, I used to, I have a little manager equipment manager oh, experience really? myself in middle school. Oh, how uh, are you? Yeah, in the great Big state of Alaska. Guy? No, I was actually the the manager for the for the volleyball team. Which my friends made fun of me, but again, I got to get out of school early, girls and I guys. was hanging out with like 144 girls oh. in middle school, and I was like, the joke is on you guys. Y'all a big Absolutely. squad. Yeah. Oh, we had 144? Like, yeah. yeah a, which I don't even know how that's possible. There was, you know, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. There's like three teams in each grade. Real inclusive up there. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, and it was that was a lot of work, and I didn't, I just had to keep up with like two things. And so I'm continually amazed of like everything it takes to, to run like a football game mm-hmm. at a school like Tech, and I'm not dogging Tech, but can, then you go to, like, some really big schools, and it's, yeah, like, yeah. it is an unbelievable production. So like, and, and tech specifically, like, I mean, I hate to say how often, but, like, guys coming in, like, hey, I need some new gloves, need some new sleeves. Like, are you, like, hey, out of gloves? Or, like, hey, here's a uh, sleeve, no. here's some gloves. You can't have gloves. <laughs> no, well, not like, really. You know what I'm saying, though. Not like, really. I mean, we're, we're, we're really able to take care of the guys. Uh, I mean, there's some stuff. Because I know how valuable that is to college athletes. Oh, yeah. Like, they want to look swaggy out there. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, and there's some stuff that's, like, it's kind of hard to provide for yeah. them at some times. But for the most part, we, you know, we try our best to take care of them and, and everything. And, and so, I mean. All right. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your, give me a good story from your, from your five years that you're allowed to tell. Oh, uh, oh! I got a good one. Uh, 
I mean, I mean, there's probably a good many, but yeah. probably the best one. It didn't happen to me, but we're packing for a game. I think it's my sophomore year. Yeah, we're going to Rice. I actually didn't travel to this game. Snoozer. But <laughs> uh, that was the overtime win uh, that year. At Rice. Two and eight Rice team. We took them to OT. Nah. Dub's a dub, though. We'll dub's a dub. Hey, you got it. They're hard to come across. I know. Yeah, yeah. Last two years. But, we'll take uh, it yep. So we're sitting there, and we're packing the truck, and um, my buddy, Ben Stibe, he's mm-hmm. working down with the Saints. Um, he was our football guy. You know, he did all the football prep, everything. So he um, he was making some more footballs, and there's a process in there where we throw it in the dryer for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And – you know, we throw it in there for like five minutes, and Ben forgot to set a timer. Ooh! And ball got baked a little bit. And you know, he he put it on like our loop cycle, which is mm, about thirty minutes. So <laughs> we uh, <laughs> so we're sitting there packing the truck, and all of a sudden, uh, Bull, you know, Bull, yep. he doesn't work with us anymore. I, you know, miss him every day. But Bull goes, "Hey Ben, your balls are done." <laughs> and Ben goes, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so he smoky. Oh gosh, they're toasted. So did y'all bring them? Uh, we turned those into jug balls. Jug balls, and okay. we, you know, we we okay. finessed some out of nowhere and got them ready okay. uh, to go to rice. And you know, I like. Have it. y'all ever forgotten anything pretty important? Mm. Maybe like, you know, maybe not even out, outside of football. Even I mean, I will like, say, <laughs> Jamar's pads. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where, you know, some stuff like like pads or something like that's been forgotten. But, you know, we always bring backups. There's yeah. always, you know, stuff to uh, – this year we actually go into Mizzou. Our, our, our O-line coach wanted black gloves, you know, you know to try to blend in blend in from the holding calls. You know? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Like I, white gloves I, like white. I love yeah. that. That's why that's – why, that's the stuff. The yeah, strategy so, right there. So yeah. we order black gloves. You know, our, our O-line gloves, we normally just get them in white. Yeah. But we order black gloves. And forgot lo and behold, him. first game here, forgot him. But the guys at Mizzou were so gracious enough. You know, we told them we, we forgot our gloves, and they said, "How many y'all need?" Uh uh Yeah. Like, is that typical? That some? I mean, no, we always try to help each other yeah. out. Yeah. You know, and they didn't know they were like. I mean, obviously they didn't need them. Yeah, I mean they them, they had enough, so they gave us you know about I think we had about fourteen fifteen alignment on the trip, so they gave us enough pair. And of course they're you know they're Nike. We did some. Sharpie and sharpie. So that's the kind of stuff you got to yep. do. You got you got to adapt on the run, and you know we sharpied in the Nike and all that, and you know favorite more... road trip you've been on. Oh gosh, There's was Clemson been... awesome? Clemson's really cool. Uh, I heard a more... lot of players talking about how cool Clemson was. And Clemson's was like... Clemson was really cool. Of course, I got to go to LSU my freshman year, and of course, you know Death yeah, Valley down there is just an experience cool. itself. Yeah. Uh, when they sing, when they sang Colin Baton Rouge, pretty that sweet. place erupted, and. I got chill bumps. Kind of like when they do. We are. We are. T- we are. Bulldogs. It, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can put it over that. But no, uh, Clemson LSU. <laughs> Clemson LSU are really cool. Um, as much as you know, like I said, growing up an Ole Miss fan, don't like Mississippi State, but Mississippi State's a cool trip. Yeah, I like their. Cowboys didn't get on your nerves. Oh my gosh, uh, skin was crawling. So <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Ken. Well, great stuff. We appreciate you coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you all for uh, having me. Gave our listeners a lot of quality insight as far as, uh, like I said, like it's without just, the equipment staff, yeah, like, it's in, it's, you can't run a game day operation. Yeah, and just the like, even the glove, like just stuff like that. Like you get there and you don't have what you need, and I can imagine that crawls all over coaches. So good on you Do you like for, putting visors on a helmet? Mm, not really. 
Doesn't yeah. bother me, but I mean, it's yeah, I think cool. I would get sick of like the request. It's like, dude, you're third string. You ain't playing anyways. Oh, I'd have the, wor- the worst is when guys insist to wear visors and it starts raining, and then and they, they want to take them off. Which you know, some guys are like, yeah, they they normally play with a visor, but you can't see. But it's like you know, yeah, you you understand. Yeah, I got you. All right, good stuff. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, go ahead, Terry. Next time out, we come back. The left-hander Jonathan Fincher will join us. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety-seven point seven. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Jonathan Fincher, left-hander for the Diamond Dogs. Finch, it's good to have you in. Thank you for having me, guys. Good to be here. Um, you're six at Louisiana Tech, right? Yes. Um, you're a bird alum, like myself. Um, I know that's COVID, but did you ever imagine yourself being that guy that'd be here? I did not, because I used to make fun of uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Miller. I was a fifth year, my freshman year. I used to make fun of him every single day, and now he's been my coach for four years. So it's kind of his karma kind of just came awkward. back to me. Yeah. Uh, we had a t- we had a question on Bleed Take Blue. Um, when you become a doctor, obviously a little bit later in life, uh, who's going to have the nicer hunting camp? You. Or still Netterville. All right, so we've actually talked about this many times. Back, oh, of course Back in have. the years of uh, freshman study hall, when that was mandatory and we didn't have any homework to do, we would just go on, like, landforsale.com and look at ranch, <laughs> look at ranches that were available. 
And we kind of just planned out when we were doctors about like by probably like 35, 40, what age we're going to go in on some land together. So it actually, we're just going to combine our, our resources and get some good stuff. Always together. invite yeah. Beck once a year. Yep. He needs a little dough. Yeah, just a dough. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, a dough. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, that's what, what's the off season look like for baseball right now? Obviously, quarter just started last week. I think um, you wrapped up fall ball. Uh, you're an older guy, so like for an older guy that you've thrown a ton of innings throughout your career, and I'm not going to say like you take the fall off, but like the fall is probably not as important for you. H- how do you kind of maintain like keeping your good stuff? While at the same time, like having your body ready to go, you know, come middle of February. Yeah, so uh, this fall is actually the first year I've been able to do this. But uh, since I pitched through the beginning of July in the Cape Cod this yep. summer, they let me take off the first couple of weeks of the fall. So I went through in three inner squads this fall. But it was really kind of just focused on building arm strength and stuff up. So when all the guys got shut down over Thanksgiving break, me and like Landon Tompkins, who threw a lot Still this summer, going. yeah, we, we kept going. So we've been throwing all through, we, I think we started. Our first uh, scrimmage we threw was right before the Auburn scrimmage, and we've been throwing ever since then for bullpens and stuff, as the other guys got shut down a couple weeks. So it's kind of just been that main focus of building up strength, getting our bodies in better condition, and build up arm strength where we can this fall. So is it true, like, if you, if you don't if you don't use it, you lose it? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, if you don't throw a lot, you can, you'll see – I mean, you can see, like, every every year the people that don't do their work and stuff over Thanksgiving break, they'll come back and their velo will be down by, like, four or five miles an hour. Really? Then, that quick? Yeah, because it – Well, like, I have this buddy. Uh, he was a friend of mine, and he, he bet me a couple years ago that he could just cold turkey go out throwing 80 miles an hour. Was it 80 or 70? Who's 80? 80 let miles me, let an me hour. tell you what happened. And I told him how difficult it would be, and he didn't buy it. Well, let me tell you what happened. I, I played baseball in high school. Like we, I grew up in Alaska. We didn't have radar guns up there. So I never knew how fast I threw or like how fast anybody threw. So I thought the average person was pumping like 70, and I'm like, well, I played baseball. I could definitely beat the average person. And Ben's like, no. And I was like, yeah, I think I can, which that was dumb. And then we go out there, and I think I hit like 73 or 74. Pretty and I was solid. Like, but I was like, man, that's – Significantly lower than I thought. I mean, so the average person throws like fifty. Oh yeah, no, that, that's pretty impressive though. Seventy-three cold turkey. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. But yeah, yeah it takes. Thanks. You're yeah. real athlete. Yeah, yeah, it takes. First it takes person. Yeah. And I was like Ben. I guess, how long would it like? We get on a long toss routine. Like how long till I get up to eighty? You know? And he's like, ah, bro, I don't know. I never got up to eighty myself. So I don't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> A, how fast did you get? Exactly. Like, probably mid-80s, all right? Really? Yeah, that's, like, that's a good. It's enough. There's a lot right? of people that can't say that. It's enough play. to get my yeah. career ERA at round seven. All I right? mean, are you familiar with Ben's career? I am not. Oh, gosh. Probably had the highest ERA at Bird, right? Of anybody to play college ball. <laughs> he took a year off. Talk about take a year if you off. lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. Well, he found it. Come, You walk on your sophomore year. Yep. You light him up. It's Whack pretty hot start. of the week against Baylor. Like, shut Baylor Second down. Second week of the year, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben, and like, we were like, guys, has Ben good? Like, is is he good at college baseball? Like, are we? And then, you know, pretty. It was a great career. I mean, <laughs> well, that right, was, enough about that me. That was awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, going back to the fall, obviously, did you go to the Auburn scrimmage, or was that Cade Gibson's wedding? That was Cade Gibson's wedding. So, me, right. me and Tanner Knight were over there at uh, White Oak having a good time with Cade. Okay. All right. And, okay. of course, Cade just not letting you is go that a, Is that a, like a, a fifth-year senior luxury? I, I feel like it was Would more of that, yeah. I don't think so, because okay. I talked to Coach Burr. He wasn't like – he wasn't mad about it, but he also wasn't too excited about it. But he also kind of just said, "Hey, we like we know what you can do, so go ahead and go." Yeah, we got a little go, trust that you'll take care of your arm. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do like go. Cause I was I was one of Cade's groomsmen, so he was like, "Go ahead and go hang out with your buddy, have a good time this weekend." And, oh, that's awfully nice. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll get back to work when we get back on that Monday. Yeah. So. Okay, so I mean, is it's 
is college – I mean, what's been your – I mean, obviously you, you don't go to college and play baseball unless you're pretty good in high school. So what has been like the the biggest learning thing, like the biggest thing you've taken away from just being playing college ball? Is that – like I imagine a lot of it is just like learning how to manage your arm over yeah. – like I mean, in high school it's like you just get by by just being the best athlete. And here, like – so what what is what has college taught you? Um, I'd say the biggest thing I learned was kind of just like the skill. The skill level when you get up here is so much – like so much better than high school ball. Yeah, you can survive in high school, like not taking care of your arm and just like throwing 90 feet every single day. But when you're a pitcher and you get 60 games into the year and you're on start, whatever, 15, yeah, you can't, you can't let yourself get worn out like that. You're thrown. I mean, you hit, you hit your high school innings limit usually in the middle of conference. (laughs) So you're, you got to figure out the way to like let your arm throw more than it's ever thrown before and how to how to bounce back quicker. As in high school, you have one good start a weekend, you're you're good for that next week, and sometimes you're in the bullpen in college, you got to be able to throw two or three times a week. So you've relieved and you've started during your college career. Like, does that bother you? Like, I say bother you, like the difference of the routine of a reliever versus a starter. Like, is that a uh, big deal to you as your arm kind of bounced back pretty easily? Uh, my arms always bounce back pretty fast. So I would say that's not a huge thing. The best thing about starting is the luxury of a routine. I mean, you know what when every, you know what every single Monday is going to be, what every single Tuesday is going to be, unless you're on a short week or a long week like Easter. Um, so you know you know everything you're going to do that week. And then with, out of the bullpen, you kind of just got to be ready in any, any game. So okay, like, so how do, you, how do you get yourself jacked up? I, I've, I've known a few players that like five hours they're like Red Bull guys. Like they're like, I would chug a Red Bull before – I go warm up to go be a reliever. And I'm like, that sounds like a terrible idea. Like, what do you do to, like, go from I'm sitting on the bench to the phone just ringing and I'm going in? Um, so I, I don't have any weird things that I do. Like, I mean, Kyle Krieger, like, chugged Dr. Pepper last year in the, bull- <laughs> in the, in the bullpen. That <laughs> was his so thing. Great. He had his own Gatorade bottle with some tape on it that said, like, I think it said something like Krieg juice or something the on Krieg it. Juice. Of course well, of he course did. Course uh, did. Uh, so I just kind of went down there and I would, I would, like, stretch and stuff. And then once I kind of got, like, to get ready, get on the hill, I would, Throw a couple of light and then throw us like three as hard as I could, and then you kind of you kind of just let the arm get going on the mound in the bullpen, and you get out to the game mound and figure so it out. So you've you know. played for a couple of different pitching coaches throughout your tenure. Are, are you a guy that kind of responds to like the coach that really rides you hard, or the coach that's like, "Hey Finch, kind of go do your deal." I kind of you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah, coach, yeah. you really want the coach to really challenge. you. Uh, I, I love being challenged by coaches and stuff. like Cooper Fouts. Yeah, you feel oh, like God. you feel like when they're always constantly on you that. You, you, there's stuff that you can get better at. Sometimes you can kind of fall into a pattern, like where the coaches stop kind of talking to you. You're like, oh, I'm good now. And you, you don't want to fall into yeah, that. You don't, yeah, you don't want to fall into that where you think you, you got everything figured out and you just kind of don't want to take any coaching advice. So whenever they stay on you and kind of keep correcting you and keep riding you, I feel like that's just really good, especially for younger guys. With, with, how, with how good the team's been the last couple of years, you know, obviously two straight regionals. You host a regional in 2021. A lot of really good offensive players, Parker Bates, Hunter Wells, you know all of them, Taylor Young. How good has that been for not only you but for the staff as a whole to get the opportunity to face these guys all fall and, you know, really the two or three inner squads you get before the season as well? Oh, yeah, I mean, our pitching staff, I would say there's some. There's a couple couple times over the fall we got our teeth kicked in a little bit because you got, you got dudes from junior college that are coming in there hitting 460, 470 at junior college level at pretty good programs, and you get here – and I'd say that's one of the best thing that that the freshmen can see that are coming and pitching is that they get to see the, like the quality of hitter at this they're level. They're Yeah, they're like you can't get away with like the eighty-eight mile an hour cookie down the middle anymore. You got to kind of start working the corners a little bit, and you really really teaches them how to command their fastball and command their off-speed pitches. Because you might think you have a good breaking ball in high school, but then you throw it to a guy who hit 
420 in the College World Series last year in junior college, and he doesn't even bat an eye at it. And you're like, oh, maybe not be as good as I thought it would be. And so then you have to really kind of start making those adjustments, thinking through how to actually pitch to hitters that know how to control the zone. Is there a lot of weight to, like, you know, you hear guys talk about, hey, like, I just didn't have my – like, I knew I didn't have it today. What can you attribute that to? I'm, I'm assuming that's a real thing. What do you, I mean, is it is it just like a mechanical thing that day? Is it a mental thing? I mean – um, I was just, I feel like it's more like a physical thing. Like you kind of wake up and you're like, maybe your shoulder or something or it feels like a little bit loose. Can you tell that does. about yourself? Though? Oh yeah. You can, you can get out there and you might, you know, you start doing that first little high knees of the, of the warm up that day and your legs are a little bit heavier than they usually are. You're like, eh, might have to grind through this in a little bit. But extra. you're never going to tell coach like, coach, I don't feel like I got it today. Like nobody no, ever says. Oh, you know yeah. what he'll say to you? Well, yeah. take oh, a hike and take a uniform I'm just off. saying like, and in some instances, like, you know, you go out there and get shelled and you're like, maybe I should have said something like, you know. I just, oh, yeah. I got, I got no, you got to be a competitor. I got one of those talking tos uh, two years ago that we got COVID vaccines, and, and we got ours on a Wednesday before a Friday game, and I got my COVID shot that Wednesday. Thursday was a travel day, and we, me, like me and Phil and Coach G were all like laid out on the bus. Not feeling just good. Feeling, feeling really bad, and I started against Middle Tennessee that Friday night. I think I went like six and gave up three, and Burroughs came, <laughs> Burroughs came out of the dugout, and he was mad and told me how like none of my stuff was good because I got the COVID shot. <laughs> So like, good. you might you might not tell him that your arms not feel good, but he'll he'll let you he'll let you know it's not yeah. coming out right. Yeah, uh, Matulia told us that Burroughs is a real specimen in the weight room. Is oh that my correct? gosh! Yeah, I, I walked in there. I mean, we had five o'clock weights this morning. I walked in there. He's just throwing around. He's just throwing around the weights. So, I mean, he yoked. He's he he think he said his workout he did this morning was from 1989. I believe is what he said. He's got. He's a product of the Body Shop in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Which that was what his gym was called, <laughs> the Body Shop. Yeah, and so he he was a, ready to hit he was a grown goes. man at the young age of eleven. So you know, he's yeah. just he's a different level. We asked Matuia like, what, you know, tell us something about you know, coach that we wouldn't normally know. And he's like, oh, he's an animal in the weight room. And, oh yeah. And like, but and I think like you see him, you talk, and he's well spoken or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you like go to a game and you see like his just traps and his shoulders like oh, yeah. in his uniform standing on third base, and you're like. I mean, he just always looks angry. You know, he's got RBF, uh, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, which, the dude's doing something right. Oh, he's dialing it up. I'm not mm-hmm. mad about it. He's uh, also a phenomenal dancer, if y'all don't is know. Is he? That. A oh, dancer. Best on the team. The best on the team, for. probably. Really? And he does that in front of y'all? Uh, We have to earn it. Like, so, like, you know. <laughs> Pop pop off like ten in a row. He'll probably bust out something. Okay, I got. You. He doesn't like to. He doesn't like to show off too much. But he, he'll let us know every once in a while. He'll keep us. He'll keep us on our place. Is, is he your favorite coach you've ever had? Oh yeah, like not even close. How sweet was that uh, winning on your uh, little brother's home fi- or home field uh, conference championship oh, back that in was, May? That was uh, that was probably one of the coolest like things we ever got to do. You know, you always. I think that was one of the biggest things we heard on uh, social media from losing the, the one we hosted yep. last year. And that was one of the biggest things we heard about. So getting to go over there, especially against a longtime rival, and get to win it over on their field was that was pretty pretty sick feeling. I would have told him to come fix the mound after you got done winning the title. But that's <laughs> yeah, that's a, the, the Southern Miss deal. The last two years, I mean, obviously, like you've gotten to oh, be Dusty, oh, D- Dusty Dickerson, which I y'all, oh, we don't got time to talk about Dusty. Uh, so you've gotten to be here. I mean, through your five, six, seven year career here at Tech, whatever it is, eight, nine, ten, eight, nine, ten. You you've gotten to be you've gotten to be here kind of on the front end of Lane Train, correct? Yeah, correct. yeah. Thank you. Fact check. And then the horrible coat, like the 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 uh, stadium mm-hmm. tornado, a little NATO. NATO. So then you practice at Ruston High for a while. Then you get to be a part of the new stadium. Then you get to be a part of the like the, some of the best success La Tech baseball's ever had, like. Do you just look back and be like, oh, like, holy cow. Like, I've, I've literally seen it all. Oh, yeah. No, you definitely you definitely look back at, like, the where we started at and 
2017 when I got here that September and you kind of think about how far you've come like the, the quality of guys that have come to the program um it's like the attention that we've gained around the community around the college baseball I would guess I guess universe on like Twitter and stuff like that yeah, and the yeah. interactions we've been getting with that kind of stuff like looking back if you had told me that freshman year whenever I got here that this is what the program would be at now when I got there like hard to imagine yeah it's it's hard to imagine that success but like once once you actually like get in there and get in the nitty-gritty with like what the the mission that coach Burroughs is preaching to us and everything every single day and, and the quality of coaches he's brought in like once you see that like up close and personal then you it's not even a question like why it happened yeah it's you know with the whole coaching thing it's it's just a weird deal it's like you, know, you get a new coach and you're super excited but then like you you get some success at the level that that coach Burroughs has gotten and you're like man this this like this is really different than schools that don't have success like mm-hmm. This is the this is the difference, so I guess like I'm. Can I you mean, put your hand on yeah, that? Like, like, did you have that moment where you were like, all right, like we've turned the corner, or was that not like, or yeah, did or, that not really come until you hosted that regional? Or, or even better, like what what is the the secret to the success? Like, what does he do that really like makes y'all believe that? I think it's just the way he coaches is that he's not, he doesn't like. He hasn't put himself on the pedestal like, I'm your coach. Do you do everything I say? He has – I mean, his office door is always open 24-7. You can hang out with him, talk to him like he's like your brother, your best yeah. friend. Like he's, a, he's a coach that really wants to be involved in your life. He doesn't just care about the wins and the losses. He cares about you as a man. He asks about your family. I, mean, I get texts from every single holiday like, yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Like, tell your family, happy, like, happy birthday, stuff like that. So, like, he's really invested in his players' lives, and you can see that go into what he builds as a program you can see amongst the guys like we all like the first couple of years there was like clicks kind of on the baseball team i would say mm-hmm. like it wasn't we all still like each other and so there's definitely you could see like yeah. the groups that hung out with each other and i would say over the past three or four years probably, probably really three that it's kind of been like everyone's just one big group but there's not like pitchers and position players it's like yeah. we're all the baseball team we're gonna hang out whenever we can whenever whenever people are in town like we're gonna go to like Phil's or somewhere like something like that houses or right? whenever Steel was here, go to Steel's house and have a big like hangout party and stuff like that with each other and just really, really get to know each other because you can be with them at practice as much as you want and you're never gonna get closer than at that practice time. But if you're actually involved and care about each, other's, and each other's lives, you're gonna see that big growth as a team. No doubt, no doubt. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We'll continue our conversation with Louisiana Tech left-handed pitcher Jonathan Fincher. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. 
Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brewster's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Continuing our conversation with Louisiana Tech pitcher Jonathan Fincher. All right, Fincher, I want to ask you this. You talk about the competition on the team. Like we asked Matulia this. Obviously, there's like 14 to 16 guys that could hit in this lineup every, you know, for yeah, a lot Burroughs of teams. tells us he can't put a lineup together. He's got mm-hmm. 14, 16 guys that can play Division One baseball at a high level. All right, for you as a pitcher, though, how good is that for you to have guys behind you that are coming up and, and pushing you, a guy that's in their sixth year that's been a Friday night guy for two years, knowing that, like, if I do take a day off or if I take a week off, like, I could have somebody legitimately, you know, come take my spot. Yeah, I think it's a, I mean, I think it's a great thing just to push and breed that competitive nature that you have, that you need as a pitcher really to, to stay on your, stay on the edge. It's like, there's only so much you can do at a certain age to keep building arm strength and stuff like that. So once you kind of hit a peak, you're going to be that that pitcher for the rest of your life. And then you got the new guys coming in. Obviously, we got, I would say, more arm talent we've, than we've ever had on the pitching staff. So you kind of have to, you kind of get to see what the younger guys do well, and you, you can kind of you can learn from them too. But you also can use opportunities to like show them what it's supposed to look like in those high competitive, high leverage situations instead of and kind of help them build confidence through watching you. Because yeah, Coach Burroughs always says. If you come in, if you're a starter, when you get on the mound, it should be your second inning of work because you yeah. do your first in the bullpen. And if you're uh, coming in the eighth inning and you're coming out of the bullpen, you should have six or seven innings already in your mind that you've played and watched yeah. the lineups and stuff. Kind of like letting the younger guys kind of learn how to do that, but also will also challenge you to be better because you can you can you can kind of sit back and think that you've got it all figured out and like you that your spot's going to be there no matter what happens. But then you can also get kicked in the teeth and like if you sit back and think you're going to play no matter what, you might lose your job as a freshman. So. so you as an older guy, like, how do you balance that out with some of the younger guys from a schedule perspective? Like, I would imagine at this point in your career, obviously you look at the schedule, but uh, the opponent doesn't mean a whole lot to you uh, as far as who you're facing. Just the, the name on the front of their jersey, I guess you could say. Like, do some of those guys, can you see in their eyes where it's like, oh, we're playing Dallas bad, we're playing Texas, whoever it is. Where you as a leader, a team captain, it's like, all right, guys, like we still got to go be who we are. Yeah, that's that's one of the hard things to kind of kind of teach the younger guys, I guess I would say, because like I, I learned it from Matt Miller and those guys that I kind of played with under over me when I got here. Is that like, yeah, you grow up watching college baseball on TV and like you see like the Arkansas, the LSU's, like all this stuff, especially if you're from, if you're from Louisiana, like you see all the all the storied programs on this area, like and then you get here and you're like oh, my gosh, I'm facing this team I've watched my entire life. Like, how am I going to do this? And then you, you get out there, 
you just got to trust what you've been practicing, trust your training and stuff like that. And then you realize the guys I watched on TV when I thought were seven feet tall, they're really just the same as me. Yeah. They're playing the same game that they love. So so has that shifted within the program as far as like with some of the recent success as far as like it's no longer like it's Arkansas, it's LSU, it's Mississippi State. It's like we are those guys now, so to speak. Yeah, I would, I would say that's definitely one of the big mindset changes that have happened. Like you – like there was a – the first couple teams I was on when we got here like – when we play LSU and those big kind of schools, it was kind of like, hey, we might have a chance to win these games, something like that. But now now it's like – We're going to beat them. Now it's like, yeah, strap you your, strap your cleats yeah. up, get in the box, and we're about to strap it on for nine innings, so we're about to kick your teeth in and give it to you. And, like, and that's like kind of like the mentality you have to carry if you're going to be – if you're going to be a program that wants to hang with the big dogs, you have to act like a big dog 24-7. So you have to, that's just a mentality you have to have. Yeah, that, that game – that LSU game last year in Ruston was – was it last year? Pretty sweet. That was awesome. That yeah. one in Baton Rouge is pretty sweet, too. Yeah, I didn't go to that one. But yeah, the one Krigger let him have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, Drank favorite, that Dr. Pepper and went to my work. My favorite thing about Krigger is, like, pretty soon after the game ended, he was going to slide into Ben's DMs and be like, let's go! You know, like... Oh, no doubt. <laughs> like, he, he just... He's still jacked up. Like, that dude... So, are there, like... And, like, I remember Burrow saying, I believe it was prior to that LSU game, how... You know, he challenged Krigger in, in a team meeting, really. He was like, guys, I don't know if we have a closer on this team. And it was like Krigger was real ticked off about it. Like, some of those underlying coaching mechanisms, like this staff, I would imagine, like, they're pretty good at, like, getting a message across with maybe not doing it in the most outlandish way, but they know which guys need to be challenged in which manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's probably one of the big parts of this staff is that, like, they know who can handle like the hard coach. They know who can who needs like a little bit more like tough love, I guess I would say. They know who needs all that kind of stuff and they also know they know they care enough about every player on an individual level that they know what it takes to get the best you out of you on that game day. So like yeah, challenging Krig was awesome. He was kind of a new like beast after that happened and he I mean he went on an insane run that year and like they just it's just part of them like knowing their team like better than I guess other coaches would know you is that they know what it's going to take to get if we need like Cal like 95 mile or Kyle Krieger like what are we going to do to like say to make him get that out of him or get that to, yeah, yeah. If, if he's on appearance number three of the weekend like what are we what are how are we going to get that out of him so they know that they know that pretty well that's kind of like a miracle when that coach at the halftime or the when the period or whatever he comes in, yells, says something, throws a bunch of stuff, and then walks out. And he's past the assistant coach and goes, "That'll fire him up." As he watches out, and it's like that's a that's a real coaching strategy. Well, it mm-hmm. is, and like you know, you have certain teams, and I would imagine year to year it shifts as well as far as which teams need to be challenged in which ways. I mean, last year's team is going to be completely different than this year's team. I mean, pitching wise, like you're a guy that's back, Greg's back, Tompkins back, but like there's Ryan Harlan's back. Um, shout out to him. That was a great uh, social media. Yesterday. Phenomenal. He yeah. had a perfect pitch, perfect key. Like, Yeah, he can really sing. Um, you got to go check it out. I'll check uh, it. He needs some work. Um, but, like, you know, like, I mean, it's a whole new pitching staff. So, like, you, you might need to challenge those guys in some different ways, especially early in the year, mm-hmm. as some of those guys are going to be feeling their way through some of these really competitive teams. Yeah, and that's one of those things that you have to really kind of drive home in the fall is that. All the stuff that happened with last year's pitching staff is not what happened anymore this year. Like yeah. Ryan Harlan, freshman American last Doesn't year, matter. but this yeah. year, like he's not a freshman American anymore. He's a Ryan Harlan, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three season. So he needs to like keep that same mindset that got him the freshman American stuff like that. And then the people that came in, <laughs> the people that came in and uh, kind of, it's harder when you come into a successful program. I would say that's had that success to not think that you got to do that, more. Yeah, it's not uh, kind of, but also to not think that like. You're, y'all, that the team is more deserving of 
success than they actually are. It's like right. it's keeping that hunger, keeping that chip on your shoulder, and keep keep going forward. Like Get you got rat poison out of there. You know? Yeah, like because you can you can look at you can find pretty much anything good about the team that you want to find on the internet. And like it's kind of teaching the younger guys how to like Ooh. not look at that too much. Glad you said that. After you have a a good start and a bad start. Are you a guy that goes and looks at Twitter? Yeah, I like to look at. I yeah, like, I, <laughs> as much as we're told not to do, I, I like to look at stuff. I mean, I'll some never, people like literally motivates you. Yeah, I like, I like to. I don't really ever interact with it. I mean, but it's it's nice. It's it's nice to hear what people are saying when you do good, but also yeah, that little extra motivation yeah, like, no, whenever I, you do bad. Like see see who's like see who's usually like blowing air into your head when you're doing well, and see who's yeah. crushing your throat when you're doing yeah, bad. Yeah, I've seen, I know people that are like I only read it when it's bad. When I do bad, because it motivates me, or I only read it when it's good, because I can't handle the bad, you know. Like, that's a. I mean, this is a thing. Everybody's a keyboard warrior, you know. And now it's you too. Yeah. And but honestly, it's kind of a testament to where the program is that there's even more than like two tweets about it, you know. Yeah. Like, there's people watching from all over that are like, "Oh, that Fincher guy sucks," you know. It's like, well, at least like, dude, you're in Washington. Like, that's kind of tight. I made it to Washington. Oh yeah. (laughs) Before. And to want to ask you this back to fall ball, like. You've seen the transition where you get to play real fall ball games. Now, how important is that for newcomers as far as getting, like, you know, this year you go to Auburn, like real game reps, it's a quality program. They were in Omaha a year ago. ULM's got a pretty good program. Like, that that has to, you know, help those guys out, I guess, confidence-wise, knowing that they belong. Yeah, I'd say that's that's a huge part of, like, which is what's changed in the college baseball landscape over the past couple of years is just that, like, you don't have to throw to the same guys eight weeks in a row now. You get to have that little break every now and then, and you can get that. You can get kind of those jitters out. That's like it's not you just facing your roommate anymore. Like you're facing an actual guy across from you that is actually trying to beat you now. Because inner yeah. squads, like, yeah, you're trying to beat the guy at the plate, but also in, at the end of the day, you're on the same you know team. The guy. Yeah, you're, yeah. The, you're on the same team. You're going you're gonna to joke around about whoever got a hit or whoever struck out or something like that. But then you get to where you play in Auburn or ULM or like Grambling. Everybody hates those guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. and you just gotta you just gotta kind of push through, and you really kind of. Kind of figure out if you can handle if you can handle having another team in the box with another jersey on. And it's a good you, learning yeah, experience. It's a really good. Like, you, it, if you that's that's when it really starts that you can see where it's the nameless faces opponent like we always talk about. Like you, it, the person in the box, if it's Aaron Judge, if it's John Carlos Stanton, whoever it is, or if it could be some like Dusty no Dickerson. name, it could be no name guy from somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like where you figure it out if you if you can handle it mentally yeah. by like just taking away who he is and just attacking him with your best stuff. All right, who's the funny guy on the team? Oh gosh, there's probably I mean there's there's a bunch of personalities on the team. I'd say like the biggest like clown joke around guy is probably Phil, like all around just with, just with everybody. But yeah. there's some. I mean, Greg's a. Greg's like a funny in his own weird way. Okay. What like, makes Greg throw like ninety nine sometimes? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. His arm care routine is insane. Like he doesn't really do anything. He grabs the green ball. It's like I think it's a pound, and he just throws it as hard as he can against the wall. And he's ready to go. And he just goes out there and throws ninety eight. And like it doesn't make any sense. Because I remember like freshman. Well, I guess his sophomore year, it'd be like ninety four, ninety four, ninety nine. It's like oh, oh, oh yeah. good well, morning, Greg. On that one. Yeah, we yeah. couldn't, we couldn't really tell you. That's kind of something we're trying to th- we're trying to figure out with Greg. Also, uh, he just from a leadership perspective, you're an older guy. Phil's an older guy. Ad's an older guy. Like. Um, is that something you guys talk about as far as leading the team, or is that something that's more natural uh, that just comes to you, knowing that you've been around winning and been around uh, the program for so yeah, long? I, I think it's more of a natural kind of thing because I mean, there you're going to have like leaders that are pushed into the leadership role that mm-hmm. they might, might might not be comfortable in, 
And then it's kind of this like if you can talk to them about like maybe leadership stuff like that, but it's kind of understood on our teams that uh, yeah, a lot of the older guys that have had success and stuff like that, like they're kind of understood, like be helpful to whoever needs to be helpful, like whoever needs the help, but also like it's not discouraged to have those younger guys step up and stuff like that. Cause like if you, once you get a certain age, like you're only gonna be there with the team for so much like longer. Yeah. So those other guys need to kind of learn to not just rely on the older guys so much. They need to kind of learn to where they can be a leader for two or three seasons if they need to be. Are you a, hold on, let me ask this back. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, no, go ahead. Are you a guy that can really like, we hear coaches, regardless of sport, they're like, all right, we just need to focus on today. We'll worry about tomorrow. To, like, are you a guy that can really break it down that simple? Uh, I would I would like to think I am. I mean, I kind of always just took it. Being That's kind of the weird part about being a starter is you kind of take it, you can only affect one game a week yeah. usually. So you kinda, I, <laughs> I always took it from like week to week basis. So yeah. I would take it from one Friday to the next Friday or whatever. Okay. Whenever I was on Friday, when that's when I kind of got bumped to the pin and kind of just started random spots. And I kind of, that's when it kind of, shifted to think about it day by day, inning by inning, hitter by hitter, because you never knew when you're going to have to go in. But Okay, so I think, like, it's it's no secret that the, the city of Ruston, Tech fans, like, we feel like these teams the last two or three years have been different. I mean, can you can, like, if we can feel it, can you confirm that? Like, is it truly something special, or is it just, uh, I don't know, not to say it's not special, but, like, do you feel it being like a, a different feel and different vibe? Like this is yeah. this is like a, one of the best teams you've ever been on. Yeah, you can you can feel it usually when you walk in the locker room that first day of the fall. Like you mm-hmm. you maybe know half the team, but you all like as soon as you walk in there, you kind of see the first day go around. You're like, all right, this is gonna be this is gonna be a different leader. Yeah, yeah, this is. And then you can also tell just how quickly everyone starts hanging out with each other and get, yeah. gets to know each other because like you have some guys that are like come in that like you see them only at practice. You see them couple times and then they're gone in the yeah. fogs they never really got with the program right. they never really bought into it fully and you can usually feel like you got a team that's that's bought into and they're they're getting everything they have every single day how, how big is momentum from the previous year um i'd say it's big just to kind of like keep your swagger i guess about you yeah from yeah. a confidence standpoint going into the year because you everyone's gonna have rough skids in the fall i mean we didn't really have a ton this past fall this is probably like the best fall i've been a part of since uh since I've been here, like we, I think we had a meeting with Coach Burroughs at second base one time, which is like, if we got to go to second base, it's a pretty bad day. Second um, base is where it goes down. Yeah, second base. He'll like, oh, he'll like, he'll like walk out of the dugout, he'll yell second base at us, and like, we're all like, oh my, oh, uh, it's about that's about to happen. It's about to happen. Yeah. yeah, and so we only had to do this one time this fall, but like, you'll see, like, I don't know, it's just a different feel. That's Cor- Corona became an animal at hosing guys at second this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you had to love that as a pitcher. Um, is that something that like y'all could see leading up? you know, from the fall into the spring. Was that just a simple case of him becoming an older player, understanding, you know, where he had to get better within his game? Yeah, I think that – I think George taking really taking ownership of that because, I mean, we had – I was one of the worst probably at it two years ago. I got stolen on like nine times in one game last year in Middle Tennessee. Not bad. But I think like it was, that a lot of it was George like – kind of getting on some of us about being quick to the plate, like being quicker mm-hmm. and like giving like give him a chance. chance. It's like you, you have a guy that throws 95 from behind the plate. If you're a 1-7 to the plate, he has no shot at throwing yeah, a guy yeah. out. So like get, getting on that, and like, it's kind of one of the biggest things that Coop, uh, our pitching coach, focused on was being really quick to the plate and like kind of learning how to stay with your rhythm and your windup and stuff, like your delivery and stuff like that while there's a runner on, but also – like learn how to load quicker and get there quicker, and not and not take away from what your what your stuff. Yeah, which is, is interesting because you know he doesn't get the ball down fast, and everybody blames Corona. But he may be like, dude, you you took forever to get me the ball. Oh like, yeah, I no. Usually, I would say 
a majority of stolen bases are on, are on pitchers. Yeah, they're on the pitchers. Because, I mean, George does a phenomenal job back there. He can – he stunned out. I mean, he threw out a guy last year. He blocked a ball, ran out, and sidearmed it around our well, head. we'll start tweeting that when George's fault every yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. We'll let the people know. That's our job. That's our job is Bleed Say Blue. Is we gotta, oh, yeah. Uh, just get your, st- get your stopwatch out and just, you know, leg lift, <laughs> click right. it, and then click it when the ball that's hits right. it and see yeah, it. Yeah, like, that guy was a 1-9 of the plate. Right. No wonder he was safe. Yeah. <laughs> no that's doubt. It. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout. We come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tape Blue Radio. Sports Talk at 97.7. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey, DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two Blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and, of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board, Jonathan Fincher. Finch, what you going to do over Christmas break? You uh, work out? Uh, yeah, get, get, get some lifts in, keep my, keep my arm strength up. But, you know, we're going to steal's bachelor trip. Oh, is, still uh, married. Congrats, Steel. Is over this this break, so we're going up to his little lodge in Arkansas. Miss Terry, we're going to be looking for pictures. Oh, she'll she'll have some to post, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go. A bunch of the guys are going up there to hang out with Steel and kind of you know celebrate him a little bit. Um, When's he getting married next summer? It's June 17th, I believe. Oh, yeah. We'll be in Omaha. Hate so, to say it. Steel. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a we'll be that's the Omaha. biggest problem. Like, don't ask Miss Terry about that. But like, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna figure that one out. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can you know throw in Omaha and. Then, Get a plane, take it down, fly right back, hang out, and fly right back, and get ready to throw the next day. There Fair enough. Fair That's enough. Good. Um, who are your roommates? I live with Walker Birchfield and Jarrett Wharf. 
Okay, Worf's still around. Worf, yeah, he's he's a CrossFit coach at one of the local gyms, and okay. he's he's giving some pitching lessons to the, to the local uh, local kids. Okay, good. Okay. Like you that. doing some pitching lessons? as I well? I am. I got a couple. I do every uh, probably two or three a week now. You know, kind of kind of slowed down once the year that? started. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun. I like yeah. it a lot. You get get to build those connections in the community and stuff that maybe you don't have a chance to do during the season. Um, when does it really ramp up? Like when does January nineteenth? When does practice start? Yeah, like whenever that, whenever we get back from, I would say, the fastest like six weeks you have during the season is the six weeks from Christmas break to the start of the season. So, okay, it feels like it goes by in three days. But you're ready to get rolling, right? Oh yeah, now, once huh? you get back in Christmas, you're you're like, it's I'm tired. Time. I'm tired of throwing to Cole McConnell for the 18th time this this week. Let me let me throw to somebody else. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. We got Quint. Quint, what you got for us? Hey Ben, how are y'all doing? Oh, doing well. Uh. I've been keeping up a little bit more than usual with the uh, Lady Textures basketball. Uh, seems like they're doing exceptionally well this season. Do, do we have a legitimate chance of making the big dance and making a running conference? Yeah, I mean, they're off to a 7-3 and three start. Uh, obviously, they went to the Conference USA Championship game last year. So, uh, I, I know Brooke and her staff are pretty optimistic. Hopefully, they can make another run this year. I mean, I was kind of uh, pleased to see how they hung with Vanderbilt. I don't know how well Vanderbilt does in the SEC, but you know, that's a pretty big – that's a Power 5 team coming to Russ, and we took them to overtime. So that seemed to be a positive note for me. Now, appreciate it, Quint. Okay, thanks, Ben. All right, Finch, you guys go – Near wrap it up. Yeah, in the summer. Last question. You, you guys go play ball all over. What's your What's been your favorite summer experience? Uh, so I've only played summer ball twice. I played in the Great Lakes League my freshman year, and then I played in Cape Cod League last year. I think there's Cape wins. I think yeah, Cape wins hands down. Like the kind of the quality of player you met there, the quality of guy, and then, like the way the community is just bought in up there. Like I mean, that's like they're. I mean, that's that's yeah. They love. Oh yeah, they, that's like they live and breathe the Cape Cod baseball, baseball up there. Yeah, it's like you got you got some games. There got a couple thousand people at those games. You so. ever played in the Cape Cod League? No, I didn't, didn't make it up invite. there. Didn't get the old invite. So appreciate it, guys. Jonathan Fincher, Cam Ayers for joining us in studio tonight. Uh, we'll be back same time, same place next week. Uh, for Beck Haynes, for our producer, John Tabor, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Sports Radio, what you got? Hey, good evening, gentlemen. I'll just be quick. Uh, I, I think when we get to certain players like Mahomes and Jordan, sometimes you're just too good. And when you're that good, you're 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 compared a lot more closer or harder. You're judged harder. So I'm not surprised. 
But when I look at Patrick Mahomes, in three years, he owns every single NFL quarterback record over everybody that's ever played the game. Most passing yards, most touchdowns. Yeah, but sure. you got you to admit that the game has changed where Patrick right. Mahomes has thrown 60 times in a game. And, the, and, and I'm not, I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking him, but don't just go off of those because the game has changed so much. Right. And, and Seth, I have a question for you. And you're exactly, you're correct, Rob. And what I'm saying is, I'm comparing him to quarterbacks that are in this past the ball era. Well, Seth, here's a question I mean, it's for you. Not even Seth, close between him and Rogers, him and uh, Brady, him and Breeze. So how okay. did? How so, did how, so, okay, Seth. Okay, here's my ahead. question. All right. So we're talking about the MVP, which is a yeah. season by season award. Can you tell me which of these last three years you would have said Patrick Mahomes should have won MVP? Yes. Tell me that if his numbers are through the charts and he's beaten every record. What what year did he he get jobbed? Well, I would I, I wouldn't say he ever got jobbed. That's my point, Rob. I don't think he would ever get jobbed. I mean, I saw Michael Jordan play season after season that didn't compare to anybody in the league. But it felt like they couldn't give him the MVP every year. Yeah, but so, I don't. I, last year he had eight straight games with interceptions. Yeah, that That's argument not an d- MVP. D- doesn't work out with yes. this one. I'm, I mean, I'm just and, and again, I, I no, get what you're nobody's saying. Nobody's dissing Patrick Mahomes, but it's just right. like, was he the MVP that year? No, he wasn't because Lamar had a better year. Was Lamar he the was MV- unbelievable. Was he the MVP uh, the last two years? No, because Aaron Rodgers had a better year. And even if you want to make an argument, Tom Brady had better numbers last year, just statistically, than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and better and than Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. And he's still in winning and he MVP. MVP. It's not exactly. just a numbers award. All right, we got time for one more quickly. Um, Cody is in Pennsylvania. Yes, yeah, Cody. Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Cody? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing tonight? Good. How you doing, doing? great. Uh, that's good. That's good. I appreciate you guys giving us a voice as always. Um, I feel like for Patrick Mahomes, he kind of is going to suffer because he's kind of the leader of the new school. Like he's the prototype for what quarterbacks are today. So I think he'll be under three point five, but I think he'll definitely get some more chips um, before his time is up. You know, the only reason I'm going to question the championships is because Andy Reid is his coach. And just hold on with me real quick. Andy uh-huh. Reid, Rob G, mm-hmm. let's be right in Philadelphia. They went to four straight NFC Championship games. Yep, they didn't win. Andy Reid lost a ton of big games in his career. Would you give right. me that? Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I definitely think with Big Red, he's going to be in position to win those. And I also think you know with Mahomes' playing style, he has a little bit of that gunslinger to him. I think you know just like last week. That can kind of hurt him sometimes when you're talking about an MVP award, which is kind of a statistical regular season type award. So I definitely think with the crop of quarterbacks that are here now and going forward, that it's going to be tough for him to really elevate in our minds because of how good he's been at such a young age. You know, I don't disagree. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and that the, and the other quarterbacks. Sure, that's well, the other thing, up. Rob. Is it's it's almost disrespectful to the other guys to call it the Patrick Mahomes era because Joe Burrow's awesome. Josh Allen he is took awesome. The team right, right. Lamar right. Jackson, when he's healthy, is awesome. And it's like it, it's it's kind of disrespectful to those guys to say, "Well, this is Mahomes' league." Right. Like it'll no. be interesting as soon as one of those other guys, and here comes Jalen Hurts out of nowhere. Exactly. That's the other one. We weren't we even talking even about mention. him. All right, we'll dive in deeper with our uh, former NFL executive of the year. You know him, Randy Mueller, one of our best. But first, let's get you ca- caught up, Kevin Wyatt is uh, in with the latest in sports. Kev, what's up? 
Hey, we got a couple of NBA games in action right now. The Philadelphia 76ers blowing out the Sacramento Kings at home. It's 80-55. to Joel Embiid okay, has... Okay, I got that one on my Shackle City. All right, I'm listening. Joel Embiid, 21 points. Tobias Harris, James Harden each with 17. 